You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's AKA Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it. With tales from all over the nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Well, hey there, Andrea. How's it going? Fantastic. It is solidly fall here in Iowa, and we I'm feeling that sweater weather. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's the best. Have you seen that little video where they talk about sweater weather? <laughs> no, I'm going to oh, look it up right away. <laughs> gosh, it is so funny. It's like an old SNL skit, but now people like duplicate it, you know, on TikTok and such. So oh. pretty funny. But yes, I went for a bike ride last night and I couldn't figure out, do I light sweatshirt, you know, winter coat, gloves, like what? I don't know what to do here. So it's definitely getting to be that, that time of year. Yep. So speaking of apparel yeah our my friend and yours mike mott with the iowa beer bus has put out a line of excellent uh bike shirts they're i guess they're jersey shirts but they're the crew shirts that are breathable so they look good both on and off the bike and obviously they have the bus on them but they're also camo yes they are so cool and they, i believe there is also a um like tank top for women as well so oh, right yep. um That's right yeah, you could really, really look good this summer. And I know he, actually, he probably hasn't disclosed this yet, but he was thinking about offering a special deal when people wear their Iowa Beer Bus jerseys at future biking events. So That's right. Well, you sure would get brownie points, if nothing else. Exactly. So, at least a high five yeah. or a hug or yeah. something. Yeah. He'd probably give you a good beer with no foam on top, you know, <laughs> <laughs> at least that. Yeah. So. Look, I'm not describing how cool these jerseys are. You got to go check them out. So just look, he's at Iowa Beer Bus on all the social media platforms. So yeah, it is cool. And yeah. I know that he is closing the opportunity to purchase one or to order one um, by the end of the <sighs> month. And we are currently in the month of October. So that's right. So get your rear in gear. So anyway, yeah. speaking of gear, yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you up to recently? Well, what are you getting ready for? Well, I am gearing up, heading down to Texas for a charity bike ride. Oh, yeah. And it is? Ride to End ALZ. So it's basically uh, Alzheimer's Research Charity Ride. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool that you can continue that sort of your mission from earlier this year. Yeah. When I did the Ride Across the United States, um, we were raising money for Alzheimer's Research and yeah. uh, this event came up, and it's actually like literally, maybe I don't know, twenty minutes from where my brother lives. So oh, I am going to go hang out with the fam for a few days, and I'm actually going to drive, and we're going to oh. take a kind of the a windy way, because I'm on a mission to ride my bike in every state in the U.S. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, we have countless miles, hundreds, thousands, even of miles biking in Iowa, right? Oh, totally. But I'm trying yeah. to expand the whole United States. So I'm going to cross off a couple more states, which will be Kentucky and Tennessee. Ooh, those are exciting. But let me know when you do Hawaii and Alaska. Yeah. Because <laughs> I am in. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of charity um, bike events, have you heard of Pedal the Cause? I have, but could you tell me a little bit more? I'm a little fuzzy. Yes. Yeah, so uh, it's a charity bike event that takes place in St. Louis, and it mm. is massive. Um, it was founded back in 2009 by Jay Indovino, and he's mm. on the podcast today to talk a little bit more about that event, how it came to be, where it's at now, all that good stuff. Oh, amazing. I lived in St. Louis for about a year, uh, right before he founded that bike ride, so I, huh. missed, I just missed it. So I can't wait to hear more about uh, what we're missing out on and what we could join on in the future. All right. Well, let's hear from Jay. All right. I would like to welcome Jay to the podcast. How's it going, Jay? Kathy, it's going great. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to talk to you. And a tiny bit of background. I was in St. Louis, uh, I think it was last month, 
for a pretty big event called Pedal the Cause. And Jay, you came up to, I was at the Primalware booth, and you kind of came up and you were just chit-chatting for a little bit. And then uh, I made the realization, I can't remember if you told me or if after you left, everyone else told me, but you were the founding executive director of this amazing event. Yes, I was. And old habits die hard. Uh, You know, after doing it for 10 years, you you tend to make the round. So uh, (laughs) I saw the primal tent, had to stop by and say hi. I love it. I love it. Well, for those that are listening that maybe don't know what Pedal the Cause is, I'll give you my version of it. It's basically a one-day cycling event that attracts thousands of people, and it's also a fundraiser for a very important cause. So now let me give it over to you, Jay, and give us a better description of what Pedal the Cause is. Sure. Well, Pedal the Cause is a cancer fundraising cycling event. All of the money that is raised, and it's a peer-to-peer fundraising event, all the money that is raised stays in St. Louis, supports uh, cancer research at the Seitman Cancer Center and St. Louis Children's Hospital. And it's really um, rewarding to see how the money gets used. Mm-hmm. Uh, we funded well over 100 seed research projects since the, since the beginning. And for every dollar that Pedal the Cause has invested, um, those projects have gone on to receive upwards of eight additional dollars in funding from mostly the NIH. So there's a big leverage factor oh, sure. and, um, and it's fantastic. So many of the projects have gone into clinical trials and um, are, are actually um, at the bedside treating patients um, as we speak. Hmm. And this um, event has gone on for many years. You kind of uh, alluded to that, but do you want to give us like some history? Because, you know, obviously you were executive director. So somehow at some point in your life, you went, we need to raise money for cancer. And we also need to do it via bicycle. Well, right. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's funny how things uh, pan out. And, and it's, it's also funny, uh, the things that you remember from, uh, you know, long time ago. Mm-hmm. So for me, Pedal the Cause was founded on the day after Christmas in 2009. And I get this phone call from a good friend of mine, Bill Coleman, who is a very successful real estate developer in St. Louis, but also a two-time cancer survivor, Mm. battled lymphoma and treated at the Seidman Cancer Center. And he had been watching CNBC and they featured uh, the Pan Mass Challenge on CNBC. And, uh, you know, for those who... uh, aren't familiar with it. The Penn Mass Challenge is a similar uh, cycling event out of Boston, and it really is um, the granddaddy of all fundraising events. Mm-hmm. At the time in 2009, 2010, they were raising about $30 million a year uh, for cancer research at Dana-Farber Cancer Center. Yeah, extraordinary. And um, in and around that time, a number of like events um, popped up. And so pedal the cause being one of them. So uh, essentially, Bill uh, saw this. You know, I joked that I was the only cyclist he really knew. And he <laughs> called me up and said, Jay, let's start this. <laughs> and so um, I'm like, Bill, great. Yeah. At the time, I was uh, commuting back and forth to New York. I worked in the finan- I was living in St. Louis, but worked in the financial industry. And uh, every other week I was on a plane back and forth to New York. I said, Bill. I'll do the best I can, but uh, I'm all in. Let's 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 give it a go. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, in that first year of 2010, we had an event and uh, we cobbled together 800 riders and donated close to a million dollars uh, for cancer research. In the and, first uh, year. In the first year. Well, you know, it was a lot of it was a lot of prodding. You know, it was a yeah. lot of whining and begging, but we were able to get 800 butts on bikes, as uh, as we used to say back then. Um, and so Pedal was born. And um, and so I, um, you know, I, I was at a crossroads and uh, we need an executive director. And um, it just was a total change of lifestyle and a total uh, career change. But uh, I ended up um, uh, pursuing it. And it was a great, great decision, one that, uh, you know, I'm really happy I made uh, in hindsight. Right. 
And I mean, the amount of money you are you have been able to raise over the years for, you know, this such a good cause of cancer research. Um, I know everyone listening to this podcast has been touched by cancer either personally or somebody they know, family member. So we all know that we the research is definitely needed for cancer research. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I like to, uh, to, to kind of encapsulate the kind of research that we funded. Um, I, I put it this way. We're, we're like the uh, venture capital, if you will, of cancer research. We fund uh, ideas, mm-hmm. um, ideas that need uh, data. They need proof of concept. And, um, and so uh, a little money um, goes a long way. And once uh, those ideas uh, get that funding and get that proof of concept, They then they are in shape to go um, reach out and apply for bigger grants. Like I said, most of it coming from the NIH, but that's where the leverage comes from. Mm-hmm. So um, WashU and Siteman Cancer Center being one of the top, you know, few cancer centers in the country, um, it was really great to provide that resource to them. And going backwards, you know, the the way that you're able to raise so much money is, like you mentioned, peer-to-peer fundraising. And will you give us a high level of what exactly that means? Sure. Uh, peer-to-peer fundraising, which has, you know, been, become so popularized in the last uh, decade, especially mm-hmm. with the advent of social media and, um, you know, online giving. Um, and that is, uh, you, you know, each participant reaches out to their network and asks for a donation. And so, uh, you know, like all like events, uh, we give participants the opportunity to tell their story and to talk about their connection and to honor uh, different individuals that may be uh, battling cancer and to either, you know, take that link and send it off. Uh, in an email or just to post it in social media mm-hmm. and uh, try and fundraise. And, uh, you know, uh, fundraising has become so prolific, um, especially when, um, you know, you have these platforms that make it so easy to highlight your story and to and to tell it to, uh, you know, friends and family. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love peer-to-peer fundraising because it gives you a little sense of, um, I don't know if competition is the right word, but if I'm raising money and, you know, maybe a family member of mine is also raising money, you have that little urge to like, well, I want to raise more money than they have. And it's all going to a good cause. You know, like it's just a it's a win win. Well, yeah. And there's a couple things that drive that behavior. Um, certainly um, uh, teams drive that behavior. So, you, you know, like a lot of events like ours, we try to uh, create all sorts of teams, corporate teams, friends and family teams. We had um, hospital teams, you know, some doctor patient like teams. And so, um, you know, you do create that uh, competition and, uh, you know, and also teams will get together and brainstorm and, and maybe uh, do their own events on their own time and, and, and raise funds, whether it be, you know, golf events or, you know, poker tournaments or happy hours or whatever. But I think also what you're referring to is what we call gamification. And, and that is uh, really trying to do all the, um, y- you know, little things to kind of drive that competition with leaderboards or matching funds and um, try and get people and, and incentives, you know, try and get people to, uh, y- you know, do the best they can and really reach, um, you know, perhaps uh, – further than they think they can uh, they can go. Mm-hmm. If I could spell out success in all capital letters, I would, but you have been extremely successful. And I read somewhere that this event is a top 10 standalone fundraising event. Well, well, it, it has been uh, a, a top 10 standalone uh, event recognized by the peer-to-peer fundraising organization. Wow. Um, and, you know, a couple things on that. Um, it starts with a, a really good model. And this model, again, was adapted by the PanMass Challenge and so many other cancer fundraising cycling events around the country have adopted this kind of same model, Pelotonia in Columbus, Ohio, Bellisano at the Cleveland Clinic in Cleveland, um, Obliteride out at the Fred Hutch in, in uh, Seattle. And, you know, the model is, is, is that 
hundred percent of those funds are going to stay in your city mm. and fund cancer research. And that hundred percent model is key. You know, sponsors and registration fees pay for all of the expenses so that literally a hundred percent of all peer to peer fundraising, you know, goes to research and donors like that, um, you know, fundraisers like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's great. I, I would say the other, um, the, the second part of the model is to host a first class event, you know, make it that signature event of, of the city. And, and we, uh, we, we try to not just put a first class bike ride out there, but to, you know, have the best in food. I don't know if you were there Friday night at Pedal the Cause for dinner, but we had, you know, eight of the top restaurateurs there serving dinner to our riders. And it, it just becomes an event unto itself. Um, so, you know, it's great food. It's a great course. It's, you know, great uh, support on the course, whether it be signage or SAG or aid stations. And so, um, you know, the other thing I would say is that, you, you know, you really try and um, build community mm-hmm. and create a platform create a platform, um, you know, to celebrate and honor people that are battling cancer or may have passed away from cancer, create a platform to, um, for corporations to, uh, do some team building and promote community service as well as health and wellness, and really kind of build a platform to, um, you know, to bring the entire, you know, St. Louis community together. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that's kind of, uh, the model. Mm-hmm. Um, how we accomplished that, um, you know, when we were launching, uh, Pelotonia had already had a couple years under their belt, and uh, we had the privilege of meeting Tom Lennox, uh, who was the founding executive, executive director for Pelotonia, and, and those guys, you know, are huge. They raise upwards of $20 million a year for Ohio State University, and and the one thing that resonated with me was you know, and this was before I, I, we started, he goes, it's a thousand coffees, Jay, you got to go out and have a thousand coffees. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was a euphemism for like, you know, go meet everyone in the city, yeah. <laughs> you know, corporations, patients, doctors, you know, church groups, cyclists, uh, you know, whoever, just go meet people tell the story everyone's been affected by cancer Mm -hmm. you know one in two men one in three women will be diagnosed with cancer just get out there and that's what we did in that you know I I met some you know remarkable people you know it's funny when you create that platform remarkable people run with it Mm. and so you know we were fortunate to have a couple people that just drove helped really drive our performance um and um, I'll, I'll name a few if, if it's okay. Yeah, for um, sure. You know, uh, Terry Grieg was uh, the team captain for a team called Power by Hope. And, and when we started, she was a really big triathlete. And um, she was also uh, had recently been diagnosed with colon cancer. I, I don't remember all the details, but she ended up being uh, one of those featured participants at the Hawaii Ironman that are just, you know, unbelievable, inspirational stories. Mm -hmm. And she literally trained uh, while she was going through chemo and ended up finishing uh, the Hawaii Ironman. And it was an it was an incredible story. Mm -hmm. And from that, she inspired so many people, you know, survivors, caregivers, um, you name it, to join her team and to fundraise. And you know, of the close to $50 million that Petal has uh, donated so far, her team is responsible for like 3 million of it. And um, she, she has really kind of dedicated herself um, to Powered by Hope, which in turn has dedicated itself to raising money for Petal. And, um, you know, remarkable person, remarkable story. Um, And then, you know, David Dreyer, who I'm pretty sure you got to meet, he's, uh, uh, my successor and, and the executive director mm-hmm. uh, of Pedal now. And, you know, his daughter um, battled brain cancer for, for 12 years. And unfortunately, she lost her battle a few years ago. But, um, you know, David and his wife, Julie, just, you know, of course, immersed themselves in their daughter Victoria's life, but also 
immerse themselves and pedal the cause because mm -hmm. it was a way, you know, again, it was a platform to celebrate her, mm -hmm. you know, at one point survivorship and now her memory. And so, you know, they brought their entire community together and they've raised millions of dollars for cancer research. So, you know, it's, it's people like that. And, um, and then uh, Dan Tim, who was one of the top executives at Edward Jones, really helped, you know, spearhead um, an important sponsorship. Mm -hmm. Again, that 100% donation model is, um, is, is really important to, um, you know, be a standalone top 10 event. And so Edward Jones became an incredible partner uh, through his leadership, and he became our top fundraiser, matching all his gifts and really helping us uh, get into that top 10 window. So, mm. you know, it's just these the, all these factors coming together. And, um, you know, we had a remarkable team at Pedal. And, um, you know, it was, I, I think when I look back, it was well over a thousand coffees, may have been like more like 10,000 <laughs> coffees, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you you nailed it you know like you made those connections um you know and I was there I didn't get to ride because I was part of the primal wear crew but the sense of community was very very strong and I actually wrote down I wanted to mention Edward Jones because those uh, members of that team they were so proud to be part of Edwards Jones and to be part of the biking event it was really, um, uh, I don't know, it was a heartfelt event to be part of. I also have to give a shout out to the excellent food at that event, because like you said, Friday night, oh my goodness. I mean, it was like gourmet food. I kept saying like, are we supposed to be? Is this, are we, is this part of the, everyone can eat this? It was just fabulous. It was good. And, you know, listen, that's the first time I really bellied up and, and tasted all of it. Right. You know, when you're when you're running the event, when you're exec executive director, maybe someone is handing you something yeah. as you're as you're walking around. So I took full advantage. Absolutely. That's awesome. OK, so in 2020, you stepped down and, you know, obviously the event has continued because you've already mentioned the new executive director and you were there this year, which is how we were able to meet. But do you have any like super this is my one of my proudest moments stories that you want to share? Well, yeah, you know, um, so in, in our last year uh, where we donated close to four point eight million dollars, um, it's, um, you know, the, the, the team, you know, again, to bring all these uh you know, people together mm -hmm. uh, for a common cause and to execute such a first class event. It, you know, your your team is ultimately important. And we had an, an incredibly strong team. And in 2018, we had a lot of turnover, which is inevitably going to happen. And so in 2019, we had, uh, you know, a, a lot of new members on our team. And, um, you know, so to um, to kind of uh, be our tenth year and to um, execute uh, to in the in the same way that we had executed in the years prior was was a very um, proud moment mm -hmm. to uh, you know continue the momentum and um, and so um, yeah and and after ten years um, it was um, it, it felt really good to have made such an impact. I I was uh, fortunate enough to have been honored at a dinner with Excitement um, Cancer uh, leadership, uh, Tim Everline, the founder of Excitement Cancer Center and the, uh, you know, at the time, the head of surgery and the head of the cancer center, mm. along with several other uh, senior docs um, hosted a dinner for me. And, and that, you know, to have um, them um, be so appreciative of the work that you did through a, a cycling event. And, right, you know, yeah. the, these guys are, you know, in, incredibly brilliant scientists, uh, but to, um, to have been um, acknowledged by them was, was a, a really proud moment. That's, that is amazing. And I felt, I can feel it through this phone call that they were as proud of you as you were as proud of the event. Well, yeah. so, uh, you, you know, it, absolutely. They, uh, you know, 
it's one of these it's one of these uh, phenomena that happen. You, you start an event, and then all of a sudden, um, it's not your event; it's everyone's event. You yeah. mentioned the the pride Edward Jones had, absolutely, right. as well as so many of our other sponsors. Uh, you know, the 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 doctors, the researchers, uh, you know, the leadership at the hospital. It became their event mm -hmm. over time, mm -hmm. and and. You know, all the teams, all the friends and family teams, you know, powered by hope and Team Victoria, it becomes their event. And, and you know, uh, not to get too corny about it, but it becomes St. Louis's event. And, yeah. and that was our goal from the start to create a signature St. Louis event that um, really supported cancer research. Um, and um, and so, uh, yeah, it, it's it's the community's event. And, um, you know, in 2012, our founder, Bill Coleman, moved from St. Louis to San Diego, and um, he started uh, another event out there. Is uh, that which has, the Padres Pedal the Cause? Yes. Oh, and that good. Has since, yeah. uh, after a few years, you know, Bill connected with the Padres, and now that event is hosted at Petco Park, which is, you know, an unbelievable uh, venue for mm -hmm. any type of event, be it a baseball game or a bike ride. And so, uh, you know, that um, is becoming a signature event of, of San Diego as well, um, with uh, the rides going over Coronado Bridge and um, and then, you know, an incredible event at Petco Park, which is just an unbelievable venue. Mm. Um, and uh, the support from the Padres is essential. They do so much of the legwork. Um, you know, if you're fortunate, you know, if you think about it, they they host 80 plus events a year, right? For 40,000 people, <laughs> right. you know, baseball games, right? So, you know, when you, when you host an event for 3000 cyclists, uh, they, uh, you know, they are so smooth and so good and so strong mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, whether it's course signage or sag wagons or, you know, just all the, um, equipment that it takes to, um, host an event, they are a plus. Well, uh, after people listen to this podcast, they have to make sure they check out pedalthecause.org because they're, I don't know, there's just great photos, great information, you know, ways to be part of it. Um, I think that you would accept people even if they're not from the St. Louis area, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Everybody, everyone who likes biking should go check it out. So, but and I will, I, I will say this about the ride and I, I wish you had a chance to ride because I know you're, you're such an avid rider and um, the riding there is really special, especially if you extend your ride to the metric century or the century. Mm -hmm. um, it, you know, the roads out there, you, you know, it's, it's hilly. You know, the, the, the century ride has about 5,400 feet of elevation gain, which people fall off their chairs when they hear that. Well, <laughs> it's St. Louis. It's supposed right. to be flat. But it's gorgeous country on quiet roads uh, with these, uh, you know, little hills that um, – you know, well, I shouldn't say little, but uh, steep, uh, steep hills that, uh, you, you know, can uh, break you down over time. But it, it's really a special uh, ride. Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully in your future, you will get to ride it at some point, maybe. I don't know. Well, yeah, I wrote it this year. Oh, you did uh, ride it this you know, year. Okay. And, and uh, you, you know, I think you mentioned that it was a one day event. It's actually grown to two days. Oh. Um, and so, you know, uh, Saturday is a little bit more gravel oriented. And uh, so uh, we uh, we graveled on Saturday and uh, we uh, did some road cycling on Sunday. So it was a great two day event and one that, you know, I was happy to uh, not be the executive director of so I can get out there and, uh, you know, conquer some hills. Yeah, it's a whole different perspective when you're now one of the cyclists, you're one of the athletes who gets to you know, explore rural St. Louis and talk to each other that way. Like, it's just a whole different perspective, I'm sure. Absolutely. And I don't have to, uh, I don't have to read the survey results either. So that's, that's always nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure those hills were in that survey. <laughs> they always are. Always okay, are. so another perspective is kind of, you know, one of your new focuses now, and that is I-5 Enterprises. So yeah. do you want to give us a little bit, you know, about this company and this entity and how it came to sure. be? Sure. Yeah, sure. So, you know, after 10 years at Pedal, um, it, it, 
you know, as, as, as you go through this, it, it was time for a change. And so, um, 10 years at pedal, 30 years in St. Louis. I, my wife, Jill and I ended up moving to Crescent Butte, Colorado, which um, has always been one of our favorite places on earth. And, um, it helped, uh, you know, that, uh, our three kids all went to college in, um, Colorado. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, we figured that if Colorado has most of our money, why not give it the rest? Right. (laughs) So we've moved out there and, um, and it's been great. So, you know, um, I loved uh, my time at Pedal. It's not like after 10 years I wanted to give it up. I just wanted to change. So uh, I launched uh, my consulting uh, firm called I5 Enterprises. And uh, I do a myriad of things. You know, the, the, the big things that I try and help uh, clients with is event visioning and management, mm-hmm. especially if you're a, you know, a startup event um, trying to launch in a, in, in a, in a great way. Um, I help, um, organizations with, uh, sponsorships and, uh, and fundraising, whether it be, you know, big sponsors or peer to peer fundraising. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and I also help with, um, board development and management. Um, so, you know, after 10 years of running the pedal board and, uh, being a part of some other boards, you know, and, and cultivating that board to help an organization to succeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought that's uh, something I can help or other organizations with too. So, so those three things, um, you know, are really uh, the, uh, the items that I focus on. And so, uh, you know, I currently have a couple of clients and uh, you know, and um, I'm, I'm enjoying it and uh, the business is growing and I'm having fun with it. And it's um, it's kind of a no-brainer to me, but I wanted to at least ask it to you that, you know, when you're pairing raising money with biking, like when I think about that, you know, I, I rode my bike across the United States this spring, and it was a no-brainer to me to turn it into a fundraiser of sorts. And so as I would ride my bike, I would be raising money for, um, we did it for Alzheimer's Association, and it just seemed like an easy match. But do you have like a thought on why you think pairing those two together is successful? Yeah. I mean, I think at the core of it, certainly any kind of um, athletic endeavor, athletic challenge is whether it be running or cycling or rowing or, or whatever. Um, if, if it's bold enough, you, you can raise um, an, enough money. What, one of the reasons though, that we, started a cycling event is is that if you looked at the landscape of fundraising um and this goes back to when we were launching in 2010 and it it, and it certainly proves true um through today is that there's something magical about cycling and and perhaps it's it caters to a higher demographic um you know to you know, they're more apt to do bigger fundraising. Mm. Um, it, it certainly attracts more affluent people. Mm-hmm. But I think there's also something more magical about getting on a bike and going longer distances than, say, running a 5K or a 10K. And um, and I think, uh, you know, struggling through, a, you know, 5,000-foot elevation <laughs> century uh, may be the right um, – Maybe maybe the right quotient for someone to give you a little extra money. I don't know. Right. Or, or or riding your bike across the country like you did. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People would kind of shake their heads at me like, What? You what? Okay, here's some money. Like it it worked. It was a good pair. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Okay, so you mentioned you are now in Crested Butte, Colorado, which is yeah. amazing. So let's get into maybe some bike adventures. I know you've done yeah. tons and tons of bike adventures, but like maybe start off with now that you're in Colorado, what type of biking do you prefer as far as mountain biking, fat biking, road biking, any or all of those? Yeah, so uh, it's a great question. My my garage has uh, fifteen bikes in it. Whoa! And and um, most of them, except for you know the cruiser bike ride that you know you'll go you'll ride into town for dinner on. Um, most of them, except the mountain bike, are are collecting dust. You know when mm. you have is it crest, when you have crested butte and 
being such a, a mountain biking mecca and and the diversity of trails um, and the amount of trails i still haven't gotten living here three years now i still haven't gotten to everything you, you just look at in your garage and you just pick the mountain bike yeah. every time yeah it, you know so i'll get out on my road bike especially if we have you know guests in and i'll, I'll get out on the gravel bike occasionally too uh but you know so many of the roads out here um even uh, to gravel on, uh, you, you much prefer your mountain bike. Um, so yeah, the mountain bike is the bike of choice. And um, it's, you know, having, you know, spent 30 years in St. Louis and having had, you know, a big group of friends to ride with, um, you know, it was 75% road biking. Um, surprisingly, St. Louis has great mountain biking too. Uh, but, you know, we were on the roads most of the time. Uh, but it's nice to be off the roads, to be honest, oh, for uh, sure. you know, and especially, you know, the natural beauty, of course, is is awesome. Um, you know, we just went for our last couple rides a couple weeks ago in the Aspen trees. And, you know, there's some great, you know, trails that feature them. It's just, you know, you're in awe of your natural surroundings. Mm -hmm. So um, so mountain biking is is is, is the pick. Yeah, there's something to be said about just being off the roads, not worrying about distracted driving. You know, of course, though, when you're mountain biking, you have to be, you know, watching routes and rocks and drop offs. So there's all kinds of different scenarios, but there's something calming about being out in nature on a bike. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so and to get away from cars, I mean, you, you know, listen, in the last few years, uh, people have only gotten more distracted, right? Right, um, right. You know, as much automobile technology as there is, um, it's it's just, uh, it's nice to be away from cars, to be honest. Not yeah. that I, you know, when I'm back in St. Louis, I don't ride with uh, my friends. And, you know, I do. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it's also, uh, it's nice to have um, a group to ride with if you're on the roads. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's definitely safety in numbers. Um, so, um but yeah, distracted driving, it's nice to be away from that. And uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, you can get hurt uh, pretty badly on a mountain bike. <laughs> I've taken my tumbles. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, a, a lot of them happen at like zero miles per hour. Oh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Clipping out is an important uh, last step of yeah. getting off your bike. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, so. how about you give us an idea of maybe an epic ride that you've been on either recently or maybe a, a favorite ride you want to share? Well, I've got two for you. So um, a few years back in 2018, I was fortunate enough to uh, have been invited on a corporate team to do Race Across America. Whoa. And yeah, Worldwide Technology put a team together. They uh, they raised uh, money for Pedal the Cause. Um, they had seven guys, and I was the uh, I was the eighth. So I was. It was such a privilege to um, have to be on that team and to have um, you know worldwide technology supporting all the logistics. Because yeah. if you know anything about Race Across America, um, it's um, it's part um, it's part bike race, but it's also part adventure race. The logistics are so thick mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, uh, you know, mistakes happen and, you know, you have to really be on it. So, uh, yeah, so that was incredible. We uh, we finished in just over seven days, wow. um, so seven days, I, seven hours. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, when you say, you know, you're a team of eight. So yeah. does that mean is there a specific time frame that you have to rotate riders or you just have to get from point A to point B as fast as possible? Yeah. So we, um, so it's a relay, right. Um, and you know, some people do it solo. Those guys yep. are incredible. Yes. Um, and I think the popular, most popular group is a team of four and, uh, we were a team of eight. There weren't that many, um, teams of eight out there, but, um, maybe like five or six, I can't quite remember. But um, but we did, you know, we split into two groups of four and we did 12 hours on, 12 hours off. So within oh. those 12 hours, you know, we had two vans, you know, so we had four vans total. And so in our van, it was me and another rider, a friend of mine, Matt Long from Worldwide Technology. And um, his brother was the driver. My son was the navigator. So it was kind of like the family van. It was mm. a lot of fun. Um, and so, um, 
you know, that group of four, uh, you would get on the road for, you know, depending on um, the terrain, you know, 30 to 45 minutes. And the other van would leapfrog ahead. And then you would tag that other van. You'd get back in the car and leapfrog up. And then the other rider would get out. So you would do that for 12 hours. Wow. <laughs> right. Wow. That's. And you're just cruising across the country. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, you know, coming out of California, we got, uh, you know, kind of to the desert part. We had this tailwind, you know, solo. You were averaging like 36, 37 miles oh an hour. Gosh. You felt like King Kong on a bike. And it was uh, it was wonderful. But, uh, you know, that didn't last. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I, I interrupted you. But what what did your time end up being for the team? We, we were seven days, seven hours. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you look back, you'd call it logistics. And we were a new team. And, uh, uh, you know, we also had an RV with, uh, you know, our, our main kind of director that was, um, you know, kind of coordinating every everyone. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, mistakes happen. I think, you, you know, it, it took us a little while to get in coordination with the other team. And we had a, we hit a hailstorm and, Western Kansas, and we just kind of packed it in for a few hours. So, you, you know, there there were probably eight or ten hours. We always, I mean, all the guys look back, and and um, you know, we're always like, oh shucks, we could have, you know, gotten in under seven days. Um, oh my gosh. If, uh, but you know, mistakes happen, right? yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, uh, logistics happen. So, um, so yeah, but it was it was fantastic. We ended up raising you know, close to $200,000 for pedals. So that, that was, is uh, fabulous. that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And to be there with my son and, you know, to have met uh, a lot of these guys from worldwide and hung out with them. It was, uh, it was a cool experience. Wow. Is all I can say. That's amazing. Yeah. And then the, the other epic ride, you know, uh, just to highlight Crested Butte, you know, a couple, I do this a couple times a year. Um, th- there's a road called Slate Road out here. And, you know, it, it kind of grinds up for 10 miles or so, um, you know, it's a dirt road. And then um, it, it starts, it turns, it, it kind of has a 180 degree turn mm. and then it starts going up. And in the next, I would say, you know, four or five miles, you gain 2000 feet of elevation wow. and it is a grind. Wow. Um, and I, I, I leave from my house, which is 8,800 feet. And you top out at um, Paradise Divide, which is well over 11,000 feet. Mm. And um, and it is a grind up. But after you grind it up, you know, there's this string of trails, including the classic ride out here called the 401 uh, of single track. Um, and so, you, you know, you're after that big grind up, you, you have like another two hours of single track you know, connecting different trails down. Mm. And so it, it's, uh, you know, it's a certainly a five to six hour day, but it's, um, it's, it's pretty epic. At least for me, it is. Yeah. And you said that Slate Road? Uh, yeah. So they call it, um, the nickname is Slate Duez, as in Alp Duez, you know, <laughs> so it, 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 it's, it's lovingly termed the Slate Duez out here. So uh, try and get that done a couple times a year. And when you name a road like that, you know there's some elevation involved. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Oh, man. So besides, you know, you're getting to know Crested Butte still as far as finding all the the fun places to bike, do you have, like, an ultimate favorite place? This is where I have to go every year? You know, well, I'll I'll say a couple things on that. Um, It's amazing. So, you know, Crested Butte, really, um, and there's a great organization out here, Crested Butte Mountain Bike Association, uh, termed Simba, and they do an unbelievable job, and they're really proud of the work that they um, do in the in the area here on the, on the trail system. And it really is a mecca, um, you know, along with Moab and Marin County, and mm-hmm. we try and get to Moab. Uh, you know, we've been here a few years now. We try and get to Moab every year um which is of course amazing mountain biking um but what i would say is that you know every colorado town has poured a lot of money into mountain biking and so 
you know, just south of us is Gunnison and there's a, a great place called uh, Hartman Rocks. And you could spend an entire day there with 45 miles of single track. Mm, wow. uh, Salida, Salida and Buena Vista are just over the pass from here and they have, you know, awesome mountain biking and every town um, in Colorado seems to have just, you know, become a quote unquote Mecca, you know? So, uh, but, but to answer your question, what's my favorite? I mean, my favorite is literally going out my back door. and <laughs> I feel so spoiled <laughs> saying it, but you know, if you've worked all day, you, you know, especially in the summer, you could head out at, you know, four or five, six o'clock and get a great ride in just outside yeah. the back door on, on world-class single track. Um, but you know, the ride, uh, you know, the pick ride here um, is that 401. And, um, you know, you have to work to get to the top. But uh, in July, especially when you're coming down this, um, you know, epic single track on the ridge of this mountain, looking at Mount Crested Butte amongst the, you know, wildflowers, it is, you, you know, you're, you're giggling as you're going down. So, uh <laughs> I, you know, it, I, it, I, as a, as a good crested, crested beauty in right now, you know, it would be hard for me to uh, not highlight that ride. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, of course it's great single track, but the views, like I just, I don't know. I think I would be looking out, you know, your back window, front window. I'm not sure. You probably have mountains all around you, but just to like, this is where I live. Look at this. Like you're, I can just see you with your arms out. Here I am. <laughs> It's pretty awesome. Let, uh, you know, I mean, uh, I, I, you know, not to put a damper on that conversation, but, um, you know, there are some times when, um, you know, it's uh, you, you wouldn't mind being on a beach. Right. Uh, so, you know, right right now, the dog walk occurred this morning at uh, 11 degrees. You Oof, know, yeah, my watch still says it's October. So, um, <laughs> y- y- you know, it's <laughs> there's it's, it's not all, you know, uh, rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> right. And, you know. So, uh, so, you know, the lifts don't open until Thanksgiving, the real, you know, we'll see when the real snow gets here. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, we'll transition to skiing at some point, but there is some, uh, there's some months where, uh, you know, a beach, um, uh, looks, uh, looks very tasty. <laughs> sure. Uh, well, looking forward, um, you know, I'm assuming you have pedal the cause on your 2023 calendar, but any other biking events on the calendar yet? Well, yeah. So I, I just started working um, with the University of Rochester, uh, Rochester, New York, on um, helping them uh, put together a signature bike ride for their cancer center, the Wilmot Cancer Center, uh, that's connected to the university. And that's going to happen um, in the fall of 2023. Oh, nice. And, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll be making a big announcement um, over the next few months on you know, date and courses and, 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 but it's, it's born out of the same model. Um, the interesting note is that uh, one of the uh, researches that we funded early on at pedal with a $400,000 grant went and uh, turned it into an $11 million NIH grant. Wow. And uh, so he's like our poster child yeah. for the leverage of what our money can do. But um, soon after that, he moved to be the co-head of the cancer center and head of surgery at the University of Rochester, and hmm. he's always wanted to do this, uh, a bike ride to help him raise funds. And, um, and so now uh, the, the, you know, the stars are aligned. Um, so it also happens to be almost coincidentally, uh, my alma mater. So oh, uh, nice. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, uh, I'm really looking forward to that event that, you know, the riding there is awesome. Um, and, um, you know, it, it should be a, a wonderful uh, uh, kickoff event uh, in the fall of uh, 2023. So, uh, yeah, so that that's what I have on the calendar. And uh, always love getting back to St. Louis and San Diego to, uh, you know, support those events and, um, you know, uh, highlight them. Yes, I love it. It's always fun to go someplace new on the bike, you know, see new areas, but then also knowing that you're doing something good for a cause. I just love that uh, connection with biking and raising money for whatever nonprofit. Absolutely. You, uh, it, it's a great way to uh, raise money and to have fun. I mean, you know, you, you got the feeling out there in St. Louis yeah. and uh, 
you know, it's, uh, you know, yeah, it's a platform for community. It's a platform for fundraising. It's a platform for awesome research, but you know, at its core, it's just a platform for fun. It's yeah, it's a blast. Yes. Well, if people want to follow you, whether it's, you know, a nonprofit or maybe your business, um, what sort of social handles do you have? Yeah, so my Twitter handle is uh, at jayindovino, J-A-Y-I-N-D-O-V-I-N-O. I'm, uh, I'm not I'm not super active, uh, but, um, you know, that's where you can find me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my website is uh, i5-enterprises.com. Don't forget the dash or you'll go someplace else, but i5-enterprises.com. And, uh, you know, that could just uh, gives a, uh, my background and, uh, you know, some of the, uh, uh, some of the services that we provide. Excellent. Well, Jay, I appreciate your time today. And it was really fun to, you know, learn about more about Pedal the Cause and your new venture and just biking in general. Yeah, well, Kathy, thank you for reaching out. And uh, it's been a pleasure to be on your podcast and uh, look forward to uh, listening to all your podcasts going forward. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Jay. You bet. Bye, Kathy. Well, listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com, or you can also follow us on social media at Just Go Bike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology Podcast for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, just just go bike! bike!